0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to In the no 360, show hosted by me, Annette, the warm-hearted warrior diva. This show gives you insights on the journeys of high-achieving business owners and music artists who share with our audience the importance of building a strong community of like-minded individuals on the road to greater success. Today's show is a collaboration between In the no 360 and Mr. Sonny McEwen, also known as Bleep. (laughs) And Mr. Sonny McEwen was born and raised in Englewood, California. Sonny is a professional boxer with 9205KOs. He is the president and founder of the real estate company called Uncommon Property Solutions, LLC. Life wasn't easy for Sonny. The streets encouraged him to start boxing, uh during confinement he read over 200 books wow that's very impressive on business and history and self-help uh he also joined business programs which helped him acquire his first business deal from prison one unique thing he does every day y'all is wake up at old dark 30. well that's what (laughs) I call it in the military (laughs) four in the morning (laughs) I know old dark 30 right Uh, His hobbies are beach, outdoors, and family time. His favorite food is anything with salmon and steak. Welcome, Sunny.
1: Hello, hello, thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining me this evening, sir. Uh, I have several questions for you, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Looks like Masta Yo is on, a bunch of people here. Shout out to Yo, Free Maseo. Yo. All right, let's get this party started. Looks like a little red's on. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. It's a lot of uh, feed coming through. The first question is, sir, who or what inspired you to start your career in boxing?
1: Um in terms of professionally or just the interest in boxing altogether?
0: You could do both.
1: Um, professionally, I honestly really didn't have an interest in boxing. Um, I was really doing it to get back in shape um, during the pandemic. I was like two twenty or something like that, so I did it really just to get back in shape, and it kind of turned into this whole um, <laughs> the situation where we are now.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that. That's a good motivational story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Sounds like uh my podcast talk show. I did it for therapeutic reasons.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And here we are.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You never know where it's right.
0: Right, right. So can you recall the exact moment you knew you wanted to pursue this career path?
1: Um, I would say after I won the um the socal tournament in las vegas um it was i mean to me boxing i mean anytime i can kind of engross myself in something um and kind of lose all sort of recognition of like obligations or anything like that i feel like it's for me so um i kind of figured that you know after i won that tournament just training and sparring and just you know just you know life happens so just going through that whole process and just knowing that boxing was kind of like an outlet for me i kind of um just lean more into it
0: oh okay okay that's what's up all right so what challenges have you faced during your journey in becoming this professional boxer
1: um honestly i wouldn't say challenges um i'm not really the type of person that looks at things as challenges i just look at you know this just come, comes with the territory uh-huh. Um, so as a boxer, um, being that I'm 32, I started at, you know, late, late 30. Um, you know, obviously you're not really looking at me to be someone that's, you know, just starting out their journey. I'm kind of supposed to be way further along and established. So, um, you know, um, but you know, that headway wasn't as difficult just based on after, you know, they seen my work ethic, they seen me fight, they seen those sort of things that kind of, um, you know, opened doors for me.
0: Oh, Okay. I bet it was an exciting moment of your life. <laughs> um, how have you persevered uh, despite you said not challenges, but maybe trials and tribulations, if there were any, or little snafus along the way?
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm really encouraged by a challenge. So um, you know, to me, it's it's just been about you know constantly putting ourselves in situations where we're uncomfortable, whether it's, I mean, for the most part, it's sparring, just putting, putting, you know, putting myself in front of people in terms of their experience, their knowledge and, you know, um, the challenge of working with somebody that has way more experience than me, that's, that's been like the most gratifying part to me, just constantly being in situations where I have to improve and adjust and grow as a fighter.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. So what was your best fight?
1: Um, I would say my best fight was uh, what was that? I want to say it was like April or May. Um, against DNR Miner. Um, I felt like everything kind of came together. Um, for that camp in terms of you know just um, I mean I, I feel like I probably made the least mistakes in that fight. So that was just like when I kind of felt like you know a growing sort of confidence in you know just maturity as a fighter and seeing that I'm I'm making some real leaps and bounds in the sport.
0: Oh wow! Okay, and could you name three coliseums or venues where you would like to fight in the future?
1: Um, I mean, the top two for me would be a forum and the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. So you know, being I'm Inglewood raised, Inglewood bred, so I definitely would love to perform in front of my city. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to get to that. The largest world stage would be Vegas, so. Um, those would be like, you know, the MGM or something like that. Those would be like the sort of venues that I would be interested in. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. (laughs) Looks like I have to ask you a question here (laughs) from Skywalker Boxing too. Ask him about his most difficult fight and about the guy who kept holding him. (laughs)
1: Uh Uh-oh. That was, um, I want to say two fights ago against Saray Momotovich. Um, yeah, that was a frustrating fight just because um yeah i mean it kind of was a lack there of a fight just based on he didn't really want to engage so it was just frustrating to have to go through those motions and um you know um figure out how to work with people who don't really want to engage and are looking to clinch the fight and that sort of thing
0: oh okay for a moment i thought mma but this is not mma (laughs) Exactly.
1: yeah that's why it's annoying like you're over wrestling fight that's not boxing.
0: Right, like no hole is far. Don't get me started with the whole WWE cuz I grew up you know watching with my dad in recipes but uh WWE and WWF. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. you <laughs> Can you describe who is Sunny Bleep mcewen
1: um, I would say I'm somebody who um, welcomes the day. Um, I'm encouraged by seeing what sort of limits I can push, um, how I can grow and stay mature and at the same time include my family and loved ones. So I'm just someone that welcomes life with whatever, whatever that comes with the good or the bad or, you know, um, and just constantly taking advantage of every opportunity I'm presenting with.
0: Oh, okay. Very well said, sir and <laughs> what do you consider to be your greatest strengths as a boxer
1: um i mean that's kind of like a 2 prong thing so for one it would be my work ethic um okay. i'm i'm constantly looking to you know consider i mean considering uh, considerably grow up and mature as a fighter so um a constant thing of tenacity and working and making sure i'm I'm not the reason that I lost in terms of like, you know, I'm going to show up and put in the work. I'm going to show up and, and study and show up and grow. Um, and then the other thing I feel like my IQ as a fighter is um, is one of the things I lean on just based on um, after about the first or second round, I feel like I've not fully read a person, but I, I understand enough to where I can you know, begin to execute at a high level. Okay.
0: Is that how you got bleep? as your <laughs> <laughs> um that was from uh past life of a
1: kid man in the streets um you know um being in and stuff like that so you know that was that was my moniker in the streets please
0: okay now i was thinking of speed because i'm a dc <laughs> dc fan so like well i know a marble but like the flash or something like that so yeah. i was thinking <laughs> 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 oh man got to love it got to love it so what steps do you take in preparation for a fight?
1: Um so for me um it's all about having a healthy mindset and mm-hmm. and you know being conditioned in terms of a fight so right. um in terms of preparation for a fight in terms of physically I'm working out twice a day so I'm doing my strength training in the morning um and then I'm training with my coach in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of mindset, you know, I'm keeping myself focused in terms of um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally grounded and making sure I'm keeping myself in a space where, you know, um, I don't have too many distractions that keep me away from my tasks at hand. So, like, those are sort of two main things I look forward to. Hmm.
0: That can be very challenging at times because we have uh, so many distractions. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Including food, because I'm a big (laughs) food. my one that chocolate cake I don't know you know (laughs) (laughs) just out of sight out of
1: mind right um I mean luckily I mean I don't really have a lot of food restrictions I just I mean I really don't um you know I don't really eat dirty a lot so like I don't really have that problem a lot um so I mean I mean my my one kind of like you know um indulgence is sweet so like, I do like sweets but I kind of keep it to a minimum so but that that'll be like the one thing that I'll kind of like okay um, but I'm always on weight in terms of conditioning, so that's not a really big part
0: of me. Okay, so is it is it normally like uh chicken and broccoli, or <laughs> just curious? I'm gonna get to the, <laughs> the nutrition part, but just wondered.
1: Um, in terms of like, well, like my diet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't eat fried food, so that's like one of the main things. And then, like, um, I try to eat, um. I try to eat um, before the sun goes down, so I make sure okay. I'm, my my food's digested and stuff like that. Because you know when you're when you eat the later you eat, um, the more work your body is doing. So like when you're sleep, if you ate, like say for instance eight or nine o'clock and go to bed at ten, mm. you're not really getting the full rest because your body's still up digesting your food as opposed to eating five or six o'clock and you go to bed at nine or ten or something like that. Your body pretty much is done the work, so it can kind of like not necessarily shut off, but you know you can. Full, get, get your full rim sleeping and then you know be with you in there for the next day.
0: Hmm. Very good. So, do you like self pace or ring training and why?
1: Um, ring training is fun to me just based on we don't really, my coach doesn't go off the clock, so um, we'll be in the ring and the rest of the guys in the gym are you know taking their breaks after the three minute round, we'll go probably. At a minimum, four or five rounds. So, like our 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 one round for us is about ten to fifteen minutes. So, it's really all on whenever he's stopped putting the mitts up. So, <laughs> um, to me, so to me, it's always like you know a thing of you know, um, you know when we're going those four rounds, I feel um, real good about my you know my my, uh, my conditioning, my weight, and stuff like that. So, um, and then not only that, um, we're always learning and trying new things. So you know, um, as a fire, you don't really want to be a one trick pony. So I'm always in a position where I can take advantage of different angles, different positions and stuff like that.
0: Is that like the one punch, uh, training or like <laughs> knockdown no, no. the first round? I'm just, <laughs> You know, I'm just curious because like, yeah, there's the quantity of minutes, right. Um, uh, mm-hmm. per round, but like the quality of that round,
1: yeah, exactly. that
0: ha- like, do you, can you gauge like or determine the quality versus the quantity of uh, each training
1: 100 percent, yeah so that, i mean that's what we're focused on and as me individually as a fighter that's for sure i'm focused on in terms of like um making sure i'm giving i'm i'm executing um quality shots in terms of when I, on my output so like i'm not just looking just to throw shots just just to throw shots and trying to, you know. So I'm looking to land quality shots so mm-hmm. I can be extreme as as effective as possible.
0: I think you probably wear your trainer out. I don't think it's the. <laughs> <laughs> they're like you know what
1: i'm done, I'm done. Hey, he's pretty fit I mean, he's a pretty fit guy so you know. okay. yeah he's, he's extremely fit so you know. Um, you know i mean the only the one time i can say i'm probably getting in a position where i might be wearing him out is when we're in camp and i'm sparring like
0: two oh. or three
1: times a week so if i'm sparring two wow. or three times a week he's not really on the mitts like that so like when i'm finally back on the mitts he's tired because we haven't been doing it in a while so
0: all I can think about is uh like an aerobic instructor, right? So uh-huh. I used I used to be a aerobic instructor back in the day. And I've seen aerobic instructors where they're like, okay, left foot, right foot, you know, they'll tell them, but they're just standing there telling everybody <laughs> what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So he doesn't do that though, right? He's he's like
1: Nah, we I mean, I do bag work, but we're on the <laughs> mix a lot just based on, you know, um, I mean, we're we're kind of like fighting. It's just I'm not I'm hitting the mitts as opposed to hitting him. He's throwing punches at me. He's trying to, I mean, he's trying to do damage. So um, yeah, um, it's it's very um, um, you know interactive.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Interaction is great. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the nutrition, uh-huh. what is your regimen, right, uh, for nutrition purpose, and then also what's your go to snack or snack? Um,
1: So nutrition, um, I drink a shake. I want to say probably I break my fast, probably like I'm kind of late, probably like 10, 11 in the morning. So like um, I get up at four, I do my meditations, I do, my you know, uh, my affirmations and stuff like that. And then I go to the gym um, and then I have my call, my real estate partners. And then from there, I'm kind of, you know, getting things together for the day. And um, I usually have a shake around 10, 11 o'clock. So it's like, you know, mainly. Nutritional based stuff like um, peanuts, almonds, um, sea moss, um, ginger, uh, broccoli, spinach, um, blueberries, bananas, that sort of thing. So it's like, um, and that kind of holds me over. Um, I go back to the gym at 12 and do my boxing training and then I'll have dinner Um, later on that night. It'll probably be something grilled like chicken or um, steak or something simple like that or salmon um and that's pretty much my nutrition on a daily basis and as far as a snack um i mean i might snack on like some chips or something like that or some candy here and there but um for the most part that's that's pretty much what what my diet is on a daily basis oh
0: wow so dinner um doesn't uh concise like there's no vegetables with
1: your dinner no yeah like um so like one of the things i heard that i've that's the reason why i've kind of been um Kind of putting my my vegetables in my shakes is because they say that when you when you boil um vegetables past a certain degree you kind of take out all the nutrients from it so it's kind of like you know you're kind of doing yourself a disservice so mm-hmm. for the most part i like to get my veggies in my shake. just
0: basically mm-hmm.
1: you know i'm getting 100 percent of the nutrients out of it because it's not right. boiled or steamed or anything like that so um i still do eat it at dinner but for the most part that's when i try to get the most of it um from my shakes
0: oh okay Quick question, do you know any of uh, vegan boxers? Like boxers that are vegans?
1: <laughs> um just well, I, I see some guys out here, yeah. Um so a couple guys that I know that are vegan, they they tell me that their recovery is a bit faster. Mm. Um in kind terms of like um from the workout or after their fights and stuff like that just based on, you know, um they're on a, a 100% vegan diet. So um I I'll do it here and now because I do um these cleanses. Um right. Like cleanses that I do is it's like detox where you're um doing like a um a gut cleanse and like um like a poor cleanse so like during that time you, you go vegan for like two weeks so like I'll do that wow. but um yeah I've never really done anything past I want to say three weeks on, on vegan. <laughs> right <laughs> as far as the full time thing I've never done that
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I hear the different controversies between uh, vegan, vegetarian and just meat carnivore uh, Mm -hmm. type of diet. And uh, it's just really interesting because I know, like, for instance, kale is packed Uh with protein, supposedly. Uh And uh, definitely getting that in your shakes, that's a a very good
1: for
0: you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a flexitarian. Look, so. <laughs> so, somebody told me I'm a flexitarian, like you know, sometimes I'm a vegetarian, a vegan,
1: or part of more one week. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, the reason, um, that I well, the guy that I it's a guy named Dr. Holistic, the reason he said we should do go vegan is because you know, a lot of the meats and stuff that we eat, have, a lot of the, the toxins that kind of get in our, our system. So if you're mm-hmm. kind of going vegan, you give your um your gut a chance to, to you know clear everything out and kind of come anew um you know when we start doing the damage again.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 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 Wait, at least you do intermittent fasting. So mm-hmm. I do that as well. And that that's mm-hmm. wonderful, most exactly. definitely. Yeah. Uh think back to a situation, right? Uh-huh. when it was difficult to meet the boxing requirement deadlines um for instance license getting your license or being in you know, tip-top shape for your weigh-in mm-hmm. what did you learn from that experience
1: um actually the fight i had with dino was actually kind of like the most rigorous in terms of having to make weight um i actually trained with so i usually never trained with a sunsuit. suit um i saw that camp i trained with a sunsuit suit and um I may wait, but, um, you know, it's just, um, I just learned to kind of just now I'm kind of just staying on point. Um, whether I have a fight lined up or not, just based on, um, I'm not the type of person that likes to kind of like crash and do things. And like, I'm the type of person, like, I just, I like having preparation, having a timeline and, you know, like, um, I don't have a problem finishing something on the timeline, but I would rather be in positions where I'm like, okay, I have more than enough time to get it done. And, you know, it's not really a threat for me to do it. So, um, that was definitely one of those situations for me.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and can you share an experience illustrating how your communication style makes you an effective boxer?
1: Um, can you go to a little more detail about that, what you mean?
0: So, so basically, right, I guess this could be a two-part uh, question. Mm-hmm. One is how you uh, communicate with your coach. Mm-hmm. and during like before the actual fight and then like you know training what have mm-hmm. you and then during the fight if you have like these codes like you mm-hmm. know to oh okay history, whatever I don't know <laughs> yes yeah,
1: so um we both kind of are students of boxing so he'll say certain things to me sometime <laughs> and we've been in sparring sessions with people and like he'll say certain things and somebody else will just call something else out because they don't know what he's saying. Like um, like there's certain moves that we use that he'll call out and then like just for instance, like one day he was like, uh, do the Arrow Spence. And another the far like he told his father, like, do the Terrence Crawford. <laughs> so like, oh uh, we just have <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so oh, um we, we, have, we definitely have our a uh, unique way of communicating just based on um we study fighting we study boxing um yeah so um
0: okay yeah, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> i don't know okay so okay i'm a joker so okay. you have to excuse me i i was thinking like you know um a phrase that i i don't know if you ever heard it but i was thinking like who
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> No, <laughs> No,
0: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I you know, I was thinking like, you know, making some noise or sounds and no, that's all that's all that came to my, my mind was who you? you no,
1: know? we just have little sayings <laughs> that um you know like whether the way a fighter's position or stuff like that. Um but yeah, <laughs> nothing like that.
0: <sighs> oh boy. I tell you, you just never know within the No. I mean, yeah,
1: you would know, yeah, hundred percent <laughs> about that <laughs> if you would do the all kinds of things.
0: <laughs> so, can you share with us a particular mo- memorable fight in your career mm-hmm. and what you've learned from it?
1: Um, I would say, um, my fight I had with uh, Anthony Holloway, um. I was frustrated a lot just based on he was on his back foot a lot. He was kind of like running. Um, So I was really, I mean, I was really frustrated because it's like, I mean, are we fighting or are you going to run? Or So, like, um, (laughs) so, you know, it taught me about um, patience and not only that, just, you know, staying ready because he um, he ended up catching me with a pretty good shot in that fight. I want to say it was like the second or third round. Um, and I had to recover just based on um, you know um, I was getting so frustrated that it kind of took me out of my game. So um, yeah, that would, that would be definitely um, a lesson learned.
0: I'm trying not to laugh here, Sonny, but <laughs> was he doing the running man? I mean, he... yeah, it was so.
1: Annoying. <laughs> I mean, it was annoying because at the way in you know, he he kind of. Did so much that just I didn't wasn't expecting that, like you know, the way he was acting at the way it, it was just so haughty and just cocky. Like, so I'm like, <laughs> when we are fighting, I was so confused.
0: <laughs> look, <You're stupid>. look. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just thinking about running around in the rain just made me tired just now. So, yeah,
1: that was extremely annoyed. just like, this is annoying.
0: Well, at least we know he can do the running man. So that's <laughs> yeah. it. Uh How did you stay motivated before, during and after your fight?
1: Um before um I mean I'm I would consider myself I wouldn't say a workaholic, but I definitely like, you know, I enjoy the fruits of my labor. Um <laughs> Um so like before the fight, you know, I'm I'm like I said, I, I don't ever want to be the person that, you know, if, you know, someone was commentating on a the fight, they're like, yeah, he's just not prepared. He's not so like um, that. And then personally, I'm the type of person like I want to be prepared for whatever sort of situation I have in front of me. So um, in terms of preparation before the fight, that's definitely something that, you know, I'm always cognizant of, like, you know, um, and I feel it just and with the relationship I have with my coach, he, he knows me so well. It's like, you know, he he can tell where it's like, you're not really going at the rate that I know you're capable of. So um, that's definitely something we're always ready for before the fight. Um, and, um, yeah, um, just, just being dialed in, zoned in, and especially when we get to sparring. Um, when we get to sparring, I'm the type of person I want to see a difference um, nice. because – Although we in camp, we go out of state and spar with different guys before, like before we go out of state, we're in state sparring with guys that I sparred with before. So, like, if I'm not seeing a difference in terms of like, you know, if my shots aren't landing cleaner, if I'm not hurting them more than last time we spar, if you know, I'm not sort of dominating in a fashion that I won't, then I feel like I'm not really stepping up. So, like, before that's something I'm looking at. Um, during, um, you know, I'm to me, um, it's I'm so interested in boxing because, for one, it's like a mental chess match, but no, for two, um, it's really like a war of attrition a dominance of a will. So I'm like, I'm, you know, we, we put each other in this position to see who's going to dominate. So during, I'm looking to dominate whoever my opponent is. Um, so um, I just have a personal thing to where I'm, whatever the situation is between me and you as a fighter. Um, mm-hmm. regardless of what the outside commentators are, in, you know, that I won. It's not a thing of like, oh, whatever happened on tour. I mm-hmm. want you to be 100% sure, like, I lost, and I'm not really sure I want to fight that dude again. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's sort of my, my sort of look that I have when I'm in the fight. Um, I mean, and after the fight, um, I just kind of feel like it's over. I mean, what's next? Um, you're only really as good as your last work So, like, that, that was that and now it's time to step up and it's time to keep moving and, and growing. So that's kind of like sort of my process. Hmm.
0: Well, afterwards, you can have that cake you wanted.
1: So. <laughs> I mean, I'm to <laughs> take my week off after the fight. Um, right. Yeah, I'm take my week off. Mentally, I'm, I'm still here, but physically, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my week off to myself. So.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> what's the first thing you look for during the fight with a new opponent,
1: um. So I mean, film only does so much justice. So like right. during the fight, you have to figure out actual what the actual fight speed is in terms of like, um, just learning the whole mechanics of the fighter in terms of like mm-hmm. fight speed. Um, you know, figuring out you know, um, how they operate, getting a taste of their power. Um, you know, just going through the whole process. Um with you know fighting someone figure out like you know how they faint and what their defense is like um how they handle pressure are they aggressive type sort of fighter so it's like just a kind of whole myriad of different things that you're trying to figure out and download within like you know the first round or two and you know luckily being that you know we do so much sparring and traveling um for the most part there's not too many new fighters that you know we get in front of so um when the fight's starting, you know, I'm getting in front of someone, it's like, okay, I've kind of I haven't fought this person in full, but I've seen a version of this person where, you know, he Whoa. wants to box or he wants to be aggressive or that sort of thing. So it's like it's not too many different,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, there's not too many different ways to cut it, you know. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Right,
0: right. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. All right. Well, I was wondering, right, do you, when you meditate, do you Mm -hmm. also utilize that meditation skill in the ring where you visualize, right? Because this is what I've heard from a lot of uh, different, like, people, athletes. They would meditate and they would uh, visualize, like, what their opponent's going to do or the game, like, the entire game, kind of like a a video or a movie and then actually enact what you've already visualized. Kind of like Steph Curry when he you know throws mm-hmm. his uh three pointers or whatever. Do mm-hmm. you do you uh do something of that sort where you visualize and then actually it, it just comes to fruition and it flows like water? I don't know. Um,
1: I definitely visualize the outcome. Um I don't necessarily I say I would visualize step by step. Um, just based on, I don't really want to put myself in any sort of box. I'm, I consider myself sort of like a fluid fighter. Um I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm just fighting one sort of way or, you know,
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, because things present different, you know, in a fight, different things will present themselves. So I always want to be in a position to where um, I'm fluid and I can adjust and, you know, um adapt on the situation. But I definitely always think about the outcome. Um, for them I mean I'm definitely looking for a knockout. I'm not, you know, forcing it, but um, you know, once I, you know, smell blood and I get in a situation where I feel like um I've done some damage, I'm definitely looking to close the show.
0: Mm. And just one more quick, quick question before we move on. Uh <laughs> are you do you consider yourself like an empath where you can you're like clairvoyant where you mm-hmm. could just like pick up on different things, the movement, the eye contact, the whatever. I'm just wondering. it's um, very intriguing.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's definitely part of my intellect just based on um <laughs> once a person kind of does something once um I kind of download it. So it's like once okay. like say for instance somebody caught me with a shot um that I probably wouldn't anticipate and after I caught with that shot for the most part I've downloaded. So like if you were to try it again I'll pretty much um, I'm I'm ready for it, and if you keep doing it, I'll get to the points where I can counter it better. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a part of anticipation. Is definitely a part of my game plan. Hmm.
0: Okay. Moving on to the next question: <laughs> <laughs> um, What is one important lesson that you've learned in working in the entertainment business?
1: Um, that it's a business. So, um, you know, although. Um, It would be amazing if it was just all based on fighters and their ability. Um, It is a business, so it is a situation where people are, um, you know, um, they're creating for their families and they're creating for themselves and their loved ones. So that's something that you definitely have to take into consideration.
0: Hmm. That's very true. And uh, if you weren't boxing, what would you be doing?
1: Um, I'll still be in the same place I am now. I've always uh, had a passion for being an entrepreneur. So, um, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll still be an entrepreneur, still creating businesses, still looking to build my family. So that 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 would change and it hasn't changed. So.
0: Hmm. OK, and how has the Internet and social media influenced your career?
1: um it, it's definitely helped um i mean for one i, I made connections guy like skywalker and you so um you know give me an opportunity to get on different platforms and meet different people and connect with different people um that connection i made with skywalker led me to pittsburgh where i met when me and leo got to work together so um you know it, it it's helped in a lot of ways just based on you know being able to meet like my like-minded people and build communities with people um that you know help advance my career and at the same time you know i can i'm trying to contribute to them any way i can possibly as well
0: shout out to skywalker yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> um if you could change anything about the boxing and entertainment industry what would it be
1: um change um i can't really s- i'm not really the type of person that speaks on well, I can't say that because um, in boxing, it, it definitely can be a situation to where um, the focus can be a little more about fighting, but I do understand why that can't 100% be the case because um, there's a whole phenomenon that comes around that. So although the end result is the fight and the fighters, there's you know the whole phenomenon of creating the, the, the media creating the buzz, creating the, you know, people yeah, have yeah. to actually put up the money for the venues and stuff like that. It's not right. a free situation. So, um, yeah, that would just be something that'll have to be probably brainstormed on a little bit better. But um, I understand the, the gist of it and why, you know, certain things take place the way they do because, you know, like I said, it's it's not a free situation. People are gathering and putting in their resources to make these things come, come to life. So, um, yeah, um, it's kind of one of those conundrums where, you know, you can't really do much about it.
0: That's so true. Yeah, Skywalker showed me uh, calling him out, <laughs> a, <laughs> a video of like a whole bunch of uh, people just running to the <laughs> Coliseum, getting yeah. ready for the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so.
0: <laughs> I can't even imagine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, where do you find your inspiration?
1: Um, a hundred percent would be my family and wow. the guys that I was in prison with. So mm-hmm. um, I always tell people that my family is uh, rich in substance and character. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a tremendous amount of character and substance in my family where so much so that I have trust that I don't really have to second guess a lot of things just based mm-hmm. on I know the one, the underlying character of the family and then You know the individuals that i've built relationships with and then you know um you know guys like monster yo and stuff that i've met in prison that's like i went to prison when i was 19 years old so for the most part i was a child so a lot of my maturing and understanding and growth came from me um being around individuals that you know kind of set a bar that even though we're in this situation to where it's like kind of crab in a barrel sort of situation to where you know you would expect people to kind of cannibalize on each other um I've met and had some of the greatest relationships with people in prison, just because it's like we're kind of laid bare. You don't really have um, anything else to present people. Like, you know, we're kind of at the low of the low. So it's like for someone to still have character, for someone to still have values, even though we're in that sort of situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it definitely translated to me and it kind of it, it influences where I operate. Mm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um- And what was the best advice ever given to you?
1: Hmm. Best advice. Hmm. Um... I would say it was um, from... I mean, one of the kind of the... Um... um, one, one, One lady I was listening to, um she was saying, uh, she said, who are you uninterrupted? So um, Hmm. who are you without the, you know, the distractions of life, the distractions of the influence, the distraction of the people that you're looking to appease, you know, the the outside influence, who are you uninterrupted? So um, that's been like one of the sort of monikers that I've been testing to live by and just be in a position to where like, who am I with, You know, because, you know, I'm just naturally a certain sort of way. So, like, you know, who am I in my natural state? And Mm -hmm. how can I live up to that person on a continuous basis?
0: I love that. That's a, that is very, very intriguing because at the end of the day, right, you come home and it's like you're alone.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, hundred percent.
0: You have to look at yourself (laughs) in the mirror and say, "You got this. (laughs) (laughs) You got this, Sonny." (laughs) Yeah. You're. I'm a beast, right? (laughs) Yeah. Look, I'm trying to tell you, got to do these affirmations to yourself because nobody's gonna, you know, tell you, "I am beautiful." I'm a king. I'm a queen. I'm resilient. I'm powerful. I can keep
1: going on and on <laughs> <laughs> okay so oh, I, no, I, I just i just that... actually wouldn't because i actually read mine every morning so
0: oh, okay um. yeah let, let's let's hear it let's hear it
1: <laughs> um so i mean um uh, my main affirmation every morning is um the purpose of my life is to be an inspiration to anyone that comes from self limitation. Uh, being accountable and put forth love in the people I'm fortunate enough to cross paths with, to remain a magnet for attracting prosperity and abundance, to remain perseverant by continuing by continuing to go against the destruction I once represented. I want to be constantly reminded constantly reminded that I'm a beacon of responsibility and lead through my testimony as a man who got back up, created and attracted abundance to my ambition and courage. Um, why am I doing this? It's for my fallen brothers and those that weren't afforded the opportunity to transition into the image that we all foster in our hearts. To those that are watching and I'm in service to and leaving a legacy behind for it, uh, that the key to our prosperity is through generational wealth, being men of substance and trailblazers. Hmm.
0: That's deep. I'm going to have to do a replay on this and jot, <laughs> jot everything down. Because I, I I won't remember it. <laughs> by the end of the show oh uh, thank you so much for that no problem. I, yeah I have let me see here <laughs> I think probably over a hundred written down mm-hmm. of uh different things you know you have your goals you have your affirmations yeah. and who you who, who you are as a person right
1: mm-hmm. your best
0: version and your achievements so yeah. it takes about an hour to go through Maybe an hour and a half to go. Yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's dedication. Um that's great. So what is next for Sonny McEwen, aka Bleep? And what message would you like to give your uh fans and up and coming boxers, professional boxers out here?
1: Um, so next for me is always whatever my next fight is, which is October 14th. So for me that's um hundred percent where my focus is um actually we're a week out so um <clears throat> that's where i'm at um and for all of you know the people that support me um i want to continue to say thank you um, i appreciate you i love you thank you for taking the time and you know expending your resources to show that um you do care and you know for up-and-coming fighters um boxing isn't um isn't a mistress um she's not a side chick so um if you're not all in, she's not the woman for you.
0: Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> you, you, you have me, okay, mistress and then the side chick part. Yeah,
1: yeah. I,
0: guess, I guess they're kind of different
1: I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, whatever term you use, like, you know, boxing is definitely not going to, you're not, you're not going to go off and do this. And you just think you're going to give, like, you know, some basic time to boxing and think you're going to, um, you know, excel in being one of actual prestige in the sport.
0: Okay. So that leads me to say then boxing is like your wife, right? Is that what you're saying? I don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah, I see her. I see her about trying the
0: to, <laughs> her time
1: of the day, so she gets most of, <laughs> outside of my business. Um, she gets most of my time. So.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I was trying to comprehend that. Um, yeah. I was like, Mistress Sidecheck <laughs> Similar because they're part time ish. Right? <laughs> okay. Who? What do I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Uh. Well. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to tell our audience tonight?
1: I mean, you know, if you can't make the fight, go to yo Man, he got a concert. Man, free my brother. You know, get him home, man, soon. So right,
0: right, right. Thank you for that. Well, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to view all the episodes here at NNO three hundred and sixty on YouTube. Podca- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. You can, al- you can also cash at me. You know. um, <laughs> and don't forget to purchase your tickets or donate to the Unity for Social Justice Party and concert for Freeing Monster Yo. Uh, The concert will be held on October 14th and 15th from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., at two eight eight nine West Olympic Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Let's free yo everybody. This has been a broadcast of showing love full circle between Nino three hundred and sixty and Sunny McEwen, aka bleep. Hey, <laughs> tight sir. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a blessed evening. Salute.